Welcome back to J Tendencies. I'm your favorite host, Jay Suave. I'm your real favorite host, Jay Reese. And it, it's been a it's been a weird week. It's been an okay week of sports this week. I'm mainly going to be talking about football tonight, as you know. And just one of the things, it wasn't a crazy week of NFL this week, but we're going to get right into the weekly recap. I think one of my things was the Niners versus Bucks. Okay. And it Niners coming off three L's, mm-hmm. right? So they weren't looking to lose the fourth. They play the Bucks. The Bucks have looked all right. They only held they held them to 14 points, which is pretty good. Bucks, I mean, 49ers ended up dropping 27 points, and Brock Purdy looked phenomenal. 20, 21 for 25, 333 yards, three touchdowns, and just getting his playmakers involved as he should, which didn't really happen the last three weeks. And, you know, you got Brandon Ayuk. One of our boys was sick that he didn't start him in fantasy, but he caught five to six targets for 156 yards and a touchdown. Overall, great game for the 49ers. Yeah, man. I definitely think they could have been a little bit better, you know, even though, you know, the Buccaneers are a good team. They only won by um, 13 points, I believe. You know, um, they, they have a great all-around showing, like you said, 21-25. And Trent Williams being back really made a difference. You mm-hmm. saw that because he wasn't being pressured as much. He felt more comfortable in the pocket. He was able to throw those balls down to, you know, Debo, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And the Bucks just had plenty of missed coverages. I saw so many times where there was a dude wide open in the zone when he shouldn't have been. Yeah. And um, But I'm not taking, trying to take anything away from the 49ers. That was a great win by them. And, you know, that is a great football team over there. The first thing I want to talk about today, I want to talk about, you know, um, on the NBA side, I want to talk about the Miami Heat. You know, we lost our, we finally lost, you know, breaking our, um, I think it was a seven-game win streak. Um, after and we lost to the Chicago Bulls after going up twenty to one. So I don't but know that was crazy. It was twenty two to one. Like I don't know how we let them come back after that in the first like after like coming off a strong lead. I don't know how we you know kind of sold the bag at the end. But um, I still have a lot to look forward to with this team. You know, um, Tyler Rose been out of the last couple games because you know he had that injury. Once he once he gets back, I'm excited to see. How this team that now that we're finally clicking, I want to see how we click when he's back and he's more involved because he's our um, second best, if not the best scorer on our team. I and, think he's the best. Yeah, Jimmy is the best in the playoffs, <laughs> but in the regular season, Tyler Rose definitely the um, holding the he he puts the team on his shoulders. You know, I saw before this season that Jimmy Butler said y'all are playing ninety five games this season, and that is every win that that's. What, 16 wins in the um, playoffs? playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, something's off here. And I just had to make sure. I had to bookmark it because <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, hey, these boys are not. You are a <coughs> hater. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not hating. Look, look, look. Y'all, like I'm saying, spinning truth, right? Hey, when you win the chip. When you win the chip. You know. When who wins the chip? The Miami hit. When who wins Miami the chip? Win the chip. Jimmy Butler finals MVP. Damn gets uh defensive player of the year. No, I don't know what else. What is he talking let about, y'all? Capping. Let me um let let him keep on. <laughs> Caleb Martin All Star. Oh <laughs> like Jason Tatum ain't gonna MVP y'all. Come but, on. Um, we're still we're still good, man. Still two and zero in tournament play. So, you know, I don't even know how this end season tournament really works. But I just like the courts, bro. Let's go to a Mavericks game. Bro, so, I'm not gonna lie, some of these courts are bad. They're trash. Chicago's court is terrible. <laughs> Chicago's court is terrible. Like the Miami court grew on me, but when I first thought, I was like, bro, th- these are garbage. Oh, there's too many, too much color going on here. Yeah, but 
like, like anything, whenever you get yeah. used to it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, let's, I'll, let me go back to the NFL. Let's see. Joe Burrow goes down with a season-ending injury to his hand. Unfortunately, that probably means that the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs, you know. Which, it's crazy. Which is so unfortunate because they were having such a good stretch. You know, they were so hot. Like, you thought, yeah, they were going to have another Bengals and um, Chiefs AFC championship game. <laughs> Lamar. Excuse me. Yeah, it's probably going to be a Lamar, um, Mahomes, because Mahomes is going to make his way there. I don't know how he's going to do it with those receivers, but he's going to find a way. Don't sleep on Jacksonville. Patrick Mo- I'm sleeping on Jacksonville. <laughs> Don't sleep on Jacksonville. I'm sleeping on the Jacksonville. The boys are seven and three. They came out and won by twenty yesterday. Man, mm. yeah, they came off of Benjamin after getting their butt whooped by the 49ers. What, the 49ers? Yeah. yeah, by the 49ers. But who doesn't get killed by them, bro? Um, let's go, Philly. If you're a, if you're a <laughs> Cowboys fan, if you're a Cowboys fan. I'm dissing y'all right there because y'all done beat my guys yesterday, thirty-three to ten. And if you're a Cowboys fan. The door. I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Because next year I'm talking about was the Cowboys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. Look, okay, like the Cowboys obviously did play great. You know, they played really good, but they didn't play great. Dak only had 189 passing yards. He had 38 yards. Put up 33 points against your boys, man. No, relax, relax. This bro. is the best game Cody Pollard has had in a, in a, a couple of weeks. Bro. And Bryce, they were clicking on that one off of the drive when they went up. And I thought they were going to make a comeback. It was 17-10. And then, like, it was going to the fourth, the 17-10. All of a sudden, I look, I blink my eyes, and it's 33 points. Yeah, bro, it was tough. And, and after that 17-10 stuff, I get that. They just drove the field. Tony Pollard got his touchdown. And honestly, <clears throat> just watching the game, I feel like Tony Pollard didn't. Like, of course, on paper, it looks like mm. he had his best game. But our defense was kind of sticking him. No, your defense did your defense did really well all game. It's just that, like compared to the other weeks, Tony Pollard hasn't been able like to really crack fifty yards. Yeah. So him finally going sixty with a tud. You know, this is this is like on all accounts his best game in a few weeks. Yeah, most definitely. And just how we came back out down twenty four ten, and we end up throwing the pick six, y'all. And no, uh, you threw it to oh. Jonathan Mingo. First off, it was a great play by Deron Bland. Right, he was behind two steps. He had the catch up speed to come up, oh make the goodness, catch. Yeah. He was on the ground. All he did was touch him. You know what Jonathan Mingo did? He re- he just walked out of bounds. Gave up, bro. He gave up on the play, which led to points the other way. And that's one thing <sighs> coaches hate when you give up on the play. Like you, you can't coach effort, bro. You can't coach effort and stuff like that. That literally made me so sick because we could have just thrown the pick. Our defense could have held him to three, and mm-hmm. we would have been down three possessions. Okay. But, fam, he's on the ground, and you just start running to the sideline. Like, what, bro? The thing is, bro, let, 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 me, let me not crash hey, him. It's a good thing you're going to have the first overall <clears throat> picnic. Bro, uh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, um, last game I want to talk about is Chargers lose in a heartbreaking <laughs> close game. Justin Herbert had put up 333 total yards with receivers, and his coaches failed him. Um, he had dropped c- catches and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's like the fourth. It was a third down late in the game on the final drive. Of the um, he threw it to Quentin Johnson, or what I like to say, Jalen Rager with dreads. He <laughs> dropped the ball. Um, and then the defense. You know, Brandon says that he doesn't have a problem with the defense and how they were called. Y'all let up 400 yards of offense at the Packers, and Jordan Love threw for 322 yards on y'all. 
Like, y'all should worry about your defense. Like, Brandon Saley, yeah. if you still have a job by the end of the week, I'll be very surprised. Bro, Brandon Saley has surprised us year in and year out with how he has a job. And just one of those things, it's like, fam, people blaming Herbert, you're the problem. You are the problem. There's no way Herbert almost threw for 400 yards. People are so tripping on that. Justin Herbert <laughs> needs to go out there on defense and get some interceptions. Exactly. He needs to go out there, sack the quarterback. He needs to be playing offensive line and quarterback at the same time. Yeah. Hey, Justin Herbert needs to go out there. He needs to kick field goals. He needs to go into the front office. Do everything. Draft, do everything. He needs to go coach while he's on the field, too. He exactly. needs to get on Jalen Rager with Dred's head. Start calling the plays, Herbert. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else you want to say for your weekly recap? Anything you want to bring up? Yeah, I thought the – I mean, this is probably the most boring game of the week, but kind of a good story. I thought that the Browns and the Steelers game was all right. Kenny Pickett, terrible. Bro, <laughs> like, hey, what was it? Tommy De- I saw this thing that said Tommy DeVito has more um, games in his NFL career where he has multiple touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett. Like, Kenny Pickett could have started <laughs> for two years. Like – What's going on, buddy? Tommy Judo has what two? Yeah, this is third career start. Yeah, did did he? Oh, real? That's insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bro, like Pickett, he had one hundred and six yards. He threw the ball twenty eight times. I don't know what to tell y'all. That's terrible. I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson got his first win. I'm watching this guy since he was at Bishop Gorman with Tate Martell back in high school. So that was crazy to see. I mean, Jalen Warren is really starting to look like the superior running back, too. Mine mm-hmm. rushes 129 yards, and a, I think he had a touchdown, too. Yeah, he started over Najee this week, too. He was running back one. Yeah, he's, so, he is superior to Najee. Najee's cooked. Mm. Najee's <laughs> he's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's really the only other game I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. just because Kenny Pickett looked terrible. Yeah, and this is the third game this season where the, um, where the Cleveland Browns had to come on a game-winning drive to pick a field goal or score points at some manner to win the game, and they've done it. They did it. You know what I'm saying? And the Steelers, incredible. And the Steelers are usually pretty good at pulling out close games, too. Mm-hmm. So I honestly surprised they didn't win this one. But Yeah, it was a real defensive game because you have a quarterback, a rookie quarterback that was drafted in the, I think it was the sixth round, mm-hmm. making his first career start. Then you have Kenny Pickett. So, not not very high quarterback play. Bro, can you believe that in mock drafts they had the Panthers taking him? Hey. With, like, the sixth pick, bro? Hey, I'm glad We dodged didn't. a bullet, but we no. still drafted Matt Corral in, like, the second round. I'm surprised Matt Corral isn't on a active roster. He's on the practice squad of the Patriots. But the fact he's not on the active roster for the Patriots and they still have Matt Jones there is crazy. Because what's it called? I didn't watch a lot of Matt Corral, but I watched some of his highlights, and he looks good, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was expecting him to at least get a chance over there in um, in New England. It's just mainly because, like, after that injury he suffered, bro, he... Was it, it he, tore, he, like, broke something in his leg or tore his ACL or something? It was something like that. I forget. But he was... I'm pretty sure he was going to start for us that year. We ended up tearing something. We ended up drafting Bryce, and, like, he tweeted out something, like, whenever Bryce got drafted. He just like started to crash out basically. It, it, it was it was odd, but I mean like whenever stuff like that happens, you're just like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and get to our first topic today. Right, um, I know Matthias he's been waiting for this um topic to come up. You know, mm-hmm. a, a Broncos fan. So, do you think Sean and 
Oh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, do you think they're finally starting to cook as an offense and as a team? I think so. I think that as a team and having Sean Payton as your coach, it, it takes time, right? And giving Sean Payton that time, he's a good coach. And I, and I know some people would be like, oh, he got carried by Breeze. Breeze is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, so you can say that. But the way this team just won four in a row, they haven't won four in a row since 2016. And I think Russ is back. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. And the way the way that he looks, and the thing is, this is the same this is the same how he looked in Seattle. You'll see him like kinda standing around the whole game and hanging in there with the team. But then at that last minute, they scored their last touchdown with a minute and three seconds left in the game. But you you'll see the Broncos hanging around just like the Seahawks whenever they played, and they'll score in like the last one to three minutes, right? But the thing is with that, you'll see Russell Wilson now not necessarily using his legs because he only had one rushing yard last night, but able to get out the pocket and being able to – like he didn't do that too early into the season, but him being able to just do all of that, it, it looks good. I mean, he's able to have – I mean, he doesn't have weapons like he did in Seattle, but at the same time, he's just it, – it just seems like he's doing more in mm-hmm. Denver to me at least. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Like you said, he doesn't have the as great weapons as he did in Seattle, right? He doesn't have the DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. And who were those guys you were throwing to when he was in that bowl? Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Oh, bro, Doug Baldwin yeah, was yeah, a Gordon dog. Yeah, Gordon Tate, too. Like, you know, he doesn't have none of those dogs on offense. He has Corlin Sutton, which I've been really high on um, mm-hmm. for a while. Big SMU guy. You know, he, they have, you know, Jerry Judy, which, you know, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is there. <laughs> He he plays. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a receiver on that team. Okay? <laughs> and they have Marvin Bibbs, who has a lot of promise. If only he gets the ball, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, he brought. It's like he kind of brought that bad old line with him from Seattle over to right when he leaves. Seattle gets that good old line, and yeah. the Broncos old line goes down the gutter. They had two rookies starting the whole year and went crazy mm-hmm. whenever Russ left. <laughs> but um, and we're finally getting to see like that team put it all the pieces together, right? Because they started off really rough. And then this is the fourth game in a row that they've won. So and they so they were one and one and five, I believe, at um, one point this season. Then to go on his w- winning streak, you know, um, to make a playoff push, Russell Wilson is he's not looking exactly like prime Russ. You know, he's not yeah. hitting those deep balls, those moon balls that Russ is known for. But he's playing really efficient, and that's all you could ask for, right? Yeah. Like if he's not the reason that y'all, he might he'll be the reason that y'all win most some of these games. But he's not going to be the reason why y'all lose at all. You know, not especially this season. Last season, he could have made a case for it because Russell Wilson did not play great last year. And that's, you know, also because of Nathaniel Hackett being one of the having one of the worst yeah, coaching. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett's insane. Yeah, <laughs> but um, this year he has 2,065 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, um, 104.3 passer rating, 232 rushing guards, and only four interceptions. Like, that's really efficient. And um, doing that after people have called you rest, ru- uh, not rushed, washed is really great because that shows that he was able to you know silence the doubters yeah this is what doubters were saying all offseason yeah. all last season you know um what is it? he's dangerous dangerous baby he's dangerous the thing is he, he's just not the type of guy to make excuses he mm-hmm. gets down and works i mean you, you even saw samaj p ryan yesterday he had three first downs in the last drive and he's really a part of this offense jaleel mclaughlin bro you got javante williams mm-hmm. like 
this offense is coming together. Yeah, I think, and I it, feel like if they just go into the offseason looking for some offensive line hope so they can improve, because then that run game will go real good. Yeah. They have really good running backs. It just behind that battle line. Excuse me, they're not able to lift up to their full potential. So if they get some offensive line hope and that run game comes alive, and then you add that with the passing attack. That's going to be a really great team to look forward to in the future. Yeah, that offensive line is not that good. I'm mm-hmm. not the I, I'm not a big I'm not a big guy on Mike McGlinchey either. Mm-hmm. No, another team that doesn't have a great old line. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina. Why does it always, y'all every single Tuesday episode? It always comes back to me. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, man. Let's. Um, you said this week five. We'll bring. We're gonna bring it back to the um award predictions, right? We have a couple more, um, a couple more weeks go by, a couple more games. So we saw a lot more stuff happen over these past couple of weeks. So Jalen, tell me, who do you think? What are your predictions for MVP, Offensive Player, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie and Defensive Rookie of the Year, and then um, Comeback Player of the Year? For my MVP, I have none. The other, I have Mr. Baltimore himself. I got Truz. I got Lamar Jackson. And this team is eight and three right now. I feel like they're they should be undefeated, y'all. And if they were undefeated right now, there would be no question who would win MVP. I feel like Lamar has really led this team. I guess we'll see without Mark Andrews and you know, you just saw Lamar kinda limping off the field the on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I mean it, it's just one of those things where Lamar's put this team in place to win week in and week out. On the bright side for that team, though, um, Mark Andrews is there's a possibility that he may return this season, so he's not 100% out this season, so that'll be a bit of cope, you know, down the stretch. Hey, if they make it to February, who knows? They won't, <laughs> bro. The Super care. Bowl, so the Super Bowl matter. is in February. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I was like, I was like, they're an AFC team. I just had it, my bad, but um, yeah, I got Trez as my MVP. And you want to go back and forth? No, you want to. We can go back. I'll, 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 I'll take your. That's a that's a good pick, man. You know, the only thing I, the reason why I don't have the only reason why I don't have Lamar as my number one is because a lot of those game winning moments he just kind of he kind of folded. He remember like he threw that um, pick six against the Browns and then you know he wasn't able to answer back and the Browns ended up winning that game and then he didn't he couldn't have finished the game in Indianapolis and then the same thing. Um, what was the other loss they had? The, um, they had must have come. Um, it was another close loss. I forget. Let's see. But go on. But um, it's just those are moments that, you know, that's why you would be an MVP, right? You're, the MVP is able to lift you up in those moments. And the person I have for MVP, I believe he does, you know, in those moments, lead the team into a position to win the games. The Steelers. The Steelers, yeah. Like, but that was whenever, mm-hmm. um, bro, was it Pickens? who? I'm pretty sure it was Pickens who, it was 10-10 to 10 with like two minutes left. Pickens catch the touchdown. And then you got Lamar driving, and then T.J. Watt sacks him two times to seal the game. And that, or, or it was only once, but T.J. Watt sacked mm-hmm. him to seal that game. And it was one of the craziest things. I was like, I was really hoping the Ravens would come back and win it because not a big advocate of the Steelers either, especially mm-hmm. not with Pickett, bro. Yeah, yeah. The offense is so bad to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, one quarter, the quarterback I have for my MVP that I feel like in those moments will will lead you to the win, y'all. Is Jalen freaking hurts, and you don't believe me, but look, we'll see tonight. What's it called? Vegas believes me. <laughs> Vegas, the odds for Jalen hurts, he's the favorite right now to win MVP for a good reason. He has he's a leader of the eight and one Philadelphia Eagles. He has a sixty eight point nine completion percentage, 
2,347 passing yards, 15 passing touchdowns, 97 passer rating, 316 rushing yards, 7 rushing touchdowns, and 10 turnovers on the season. So the turnovers are a big problem. But, you know, the other guy that they had right behind Jalen Hurts is Patrick Mahomes for the MVP. And Patrick Mahomes also has eight interceptions, you know. So um, I'm not really looking at turnovers as that big of a downgrade if they have Patrick Mahomes up there. Because Jalen Hurts is showing, you know, he, he might not be as talented as a thrower. He's not going to make, make those crazy plays for the receivers to drop it. Because he has Jalen Hurts does have better weapons than Patrick Mahomes does. But um, just without you – see, you've seen this time and time again. Jalen Hurts is just elevating his team, right? The last two seasons, he's lost three games, two in the regular season, then the Super Bowl. So he, he just wins. And then whenever he wasn't playing, so if he said it was because of his weapons they were winning, but those same weapons, the, without him, those two or three games, they didn't win a single one of those games without him last season. So Jalen Hurts is the most valuable player to his team, which, and this is, one of, this is currently the best team in the NFL. So that, in turn, makes him the most valuable player in the NFL. According to my calculations, bro, you're a hater, bro. Watch <laughs> it happen. According bro. to my calculations, watch it happen. I'm telling you, man. But yeah, um, are we doing our offensive oh, player? Yeah, offensive player. I mean, who else, bro? Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, y'all know me. I'm a Panther guy. I could never hate run CMC. And he he's only had one game this year where he hasn't had a touchdown. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> he he's played he's played twelve games and eleven of them he has touchdowns. Should have played fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it's just been a crazy stretch by Christian McCaffrey, bro. And just on one of the teams with the best offenses in the league, and I, I feel like the the way that he gets the ball, the way he helps this team. This is the way that the team wasn't helped even whenever they went to the Super Bowl that one year. Mm-hmm. So this team can mess around, beat Philly, and make the Super Bowl just because of Christian McCaffrey. And I feel like is that – I mean, a running back won't win MVP, but at the same time, if there was to be a running back who would this year, Christian McCaffrey. So. Yeah, man, Christian McCaffrey is a great player. He has 825 rushing yards, nine touchdowns rushing – 365 receiving yards with five um, receiving touchdowns. And without CMC, that 49ers teams would not be great. Like, even though they do have great receiving help, just having the best best or one of the best running backs in the league is what really helps them elevate to that elite status as a team. It's another guy so, you got to give your mm-hmm. undivided attention to. Yeah, he's not, but he's not my pick for um, Offensive Player of the Year. And um, I'll give another shout out to one player that's, because I feel like these three are really the main candidates in the race and that are all neck and neck. And the um, other guy I'm not going to mention, but I really want to say he's my offensive player there, but he's not. Is um, A.J. Brown. He has 1,005 yards, six touchdowns. He's the only player in NFL history with six games in a row with 125-plus receiving guards. And um, he's arguably the best if, um, or at least top three wide receivers in the league. And, you know, being a top three wide receiver in the league, you obviously should be mentioned in the offensive player of the year status. But um, the one player that I have above him, in my so which is my pick, is the other receiver that's in that, you know, top three, arguably the best in the league. And that's Tyree freaking Hill. Like, I can respect that. Speed kills, man. And Tyree Hill has it. all the speed, the fastest player in the league. And then he has 1,222 um, receiving yards, nine touchdowns. And he's the fastest receiver of all time to ever get 1,000 yards in a season. Mm-hmm. Like, like we said before, they have a track team over there. 
in Miami, and this is the number one dude on the track team. He's the he's the was it the final leg that they have over <laughs> the there. Final the final boss, yo. <laughs> like this man was like this man was doing side quests during the offseason. He was running track meets. Yeah. Like and he brought that over to the NFL, and you saw it um this week against the Raiders, and he scored that one long touchdown. Like he had two dudes like um in front of him, and he still outran them. If someone paused that frame and told me that Tyreek scored on that play, I'd be like, "You're lying." Like Tyreek, easy, you're lying. He's just insane, man. And I feel like these three are all have an argument to be made to be offensive player of the year, but right now I just think Tyreek Hill has been playing at such an elite level. The whole season, because AJ Brown really came alive at like week three or four. Yeah. So Tyreek Hill's been able to have this elite level of play all season long. So that's the reason why he's my number one. I feel you. And for my defensive player of the year, I'm gonna go with somebody that just kind of—I won't say just caught my radar, but I'm gonna go with somebody who should be catching your radar and should be catching fire right now. That is cornerback Deron Bland, and. Four pick sixes on the season, just got one last week. And, well, I don't say last week, but last night. And just whenever Trayvon Dix came out, we were thinking, okay, the Cowboys might be cooked. And this guy has stepped up to a level that we wouldn't even have thought of at all. And the way that he has kind of elevated this defense, especially with Trayvon Dix being out, and for Trayvon Diggs to maybe even to come back next year and Deron Bland still be there, that'll be a crazy cornerback duo. Mm-hmm. And especially Gilmore was just limping off the field yesterday too. So I feel like Deron Bland covering a wide receiver one, he's finna go crazy. Yeah, Deron Bland's having a great year. You know, he's the only second best player to ever have four pick sixes in one year. He's probably going to break that record. Yeah, he's, he's got to break that record. Yeah, but um, my defense player of the year, um, for me personally, who I think most people have, is Miles Garrett. You know, Miles Garrett leads the league in sacks with 13, and he's the best player on the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, so if um, that just in turns um, puts you up, up there, he's been the, one of the top edge rushers in the league for the past few years, ever since he's been in the league. And then um, all around, he's just a great guy. He gardeners double, triple teams. It does not matter. He's still leading the league in sacks. He's yeah, man, still... it's like six five two eighty, mm-hmm. bro. Like no one's stopping. Like that. if you see, if you see, bro, out of um his pads, bro doesn't need pads. Bro will go out there with no pads on, just swole. Like bro's incredibly athletic. You seen bro dunking in all star games, and like it's just, bro is a freaking athletic beast, man. That's Miles all I can say. I need your workout routine, bro. Miles Garrett, I will never do your workout routine. <laughs> Probably kill me. <laughs> no, bro. And for my offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go ahead and I feel like CJ Stroud is obviously the favorite, right? That's probably what we'll all say. Mm-hmm. But another guy that I have on my radar is his teammate, Tank Dell. And 659 yards on the season, six touchdowns. Went completely insane yesterday. Y'all saw that one touchdown where he basically jumped the other way to catch that ball. You got CJ Stroud slinging that thing to him. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's just he's really coming alive. This rookie duo is coming alive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if a lot of people were saying, let's get CJ Stroud the MVP and Tank Dell the offensive rookie of the year, basically. And I was like – Low key, you're spitting, but it won't happen, I don't mm. think. But 
either of those two. I mean, you still got Puka Nakua. You saw Cooper Cup go down yesterday, and Puka Nakua stepped up once again. So we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with those two. Yeah, I also have CJ Shout as my number one. You know, because if you don't have CJ Shout as your number one, you're probably just a CJ Shout hater. Yeah, you got it. You're you're probably a Bryce Young super fan. Why does <laughs> all right, y'all? Bryce Young super fan. Just hates the fact that CJ Shout going crazy. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm just Bro, saying you're like you're like trying to diss my. Fan I'm not base. trying to diss you, dog. CJ Shout, damn near three thousand passing yards, seventeen touchdowns, to only five interceptions. 99.3 passer rating with 85 um, rushing yards and two touchdowns. He's putting up these numbers as a freaking rookie, bro. Like, this is crazy, man. Like, if you haven't seen a rookie play like this, I don't think ever, man. And it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. And then for my defense rookie of the year, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who literally cannot be stopped no matter what, not even playing like a rookie. And how and this man has to be top ten as a rookie. I don't even want to say his name. <laughs> yeah, y'all see his name. I don't, I don't even want to say his name because of this guy. But I got Jalen Carter, and he's the second best Jalen on that Eagles team. And it's just that you you watch the Eagles, you watch them game in and game out, bro. You're like, holy, this guy looks like a vet out there. And you and like and you even saw um. Jordan Davis come alive mm-hmm. last week, which is pretty good, which is going to take off the pressure off Jalen Carter soon. And whenever that happens, <laughs> you need to be worried. So and Georgia boys are crazy, man. Yeah, G- Georgia boys are crazy. But, yeah, also have Jalen Carter. Like, I knew it from the beginning of the season. He was the number one prospect in the draft. And the fact that he was able to um, – people keep saying, you know, the fact that you've been able to go down to nine – and then the Eagles steal him. You know, y'all were too worried about us getting Bijan Robinson because you thought our offense would be too crazy. What about that defense? You know, our defensive line has been crazy. Like, that's one thing we have constantly is defensive line pressure. Bro, that's so insane. And you, just let so. us, you just let us get him. And, you know, he has 16 tackles, four sacks, two forced fumbles. It's like, he draws a large amount of double teams. Like, I saw him get triple teamed against the Cowboys and, like, like, come on, bro is a rookie getting triple team. Yeah. Like, when have you ever seen that? Like, the only person that probably had that same kind of um attention was probably Michael Parsons. Yeah. And you saw Michael Parsons, you got Eagles player of the year. So, you know, time for us to get that. You know, this is going to be the first player, I think, in Eagles history to get defensive player of the year. So, um, that would be crazy. You yeah. haven't had any? <coughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure we haven't. Huh? Because with Reggie White, we got Jack Reggie White, right? Because I don't think he got it either. I don't think he won it with y'all. Yeah, he didn't win it. So yeah, and yeah. Then, I, I'm gonna go ahead with my comeback player of the year. Favorite should be to him. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's only been two weeks, but I'm gonna say Kyler Murray. And I know he he won one, lost one. K one. K one. And but the thing is with him, he came back and it looked like he didn't even miss a step. Mm-hmm. And he was out 335 days, and he was able to come back and. When, when his first game back, and he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say amazing, but... He looked he, really good. Yeah, he looked really good. And I feel like if he keeps his consistent type of play, it sucks that he lost to the Texans yesterday, but it happens. You only scored 16 points. They only scored 21. It honestly was a defensive battle, if you take it like that. But, I mean, Tua is probably going to win, but I'm an advocate for Kyler. I, I'm... 
big Texas guy, one yeah. would say. Man, I've loved K1, but I went to K uh Kyler Murray game and he was back at Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, I say this like I said it like the last three years. I always say K1 for um MVP at least once during the season. Um, but you know, K1 is not my guy, even though I do think he has had a really good two games. You know, like when he came out, I was I was surprised he was running so much because I was like, I don't want him to get hurt again, you know, because yeah. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. But um, my number one is, you know, Tua Tagovailoa. You know, he contemplated retiring from the NFL um, after having those mean concussions last year. And he, he was like, nah, I'm going to come back. And it's a good thing he did because he has almost 3,000 um, passing yards, 21 touchdowns, eight, eight interceptions, and 106 passer rating. Like, bro's having a great season. Bro's in MVP talks. So yeah. if you're be, being able to go from, you know, contemplating retirement because of injuries, to be in the MVP talks, that's just deserving of the Comeback Player of the Year award. You know, shout out also Damar Hamlin, who he hasn't done much this year, but the fact that he's back in general is incredible. Yeah, just him being able to be back out on the field, especially after what happened last year, the tragedy, but just him being back and doing well, being able to be on the team, the active roster even, being able to go out again last week against the Broncos and just play. I mean, it was just, it, it's really motivating. So, mm. All right, let's go ahead and get into our games of the week, man. Um, you want to go first or you want to go first, man? I'll go first. First up, y'all, I got Jags versus Texans. And you got the Jags coming off a 20-point win to the Titans. And they're feeling good. They're 7-3. and three. Trevor Lawrence is leading this team. And then you got the Houston Texans. They're, what are they now, 6-5? and five? I'm gonna just say six and five because it's week 12 mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that but at the same time this Texans team they're ready for war like they, they, they're gonna go crazy and this is probably this is gonna be a battle a, AFC South battle and it's gonna be one of those games to where it, it, it means something to both teams playing and the Houston wants to make playoffs. You got CJ Stroud first year, Demeco Ryan's first year. Like this team is hungry. And if you watched the game yesterday against the Cardinals, NRG Stadium was booming, y'all. Like it was insane. And then my or are you gonna do the your first game, or you want me to list off? Oh, uh, I can do my first game. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll, I'll let this as my first game because I also have the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans. And um, pretty much everything you said, you know, they have two quarterbacks that are on the rise that are going to be stars that are if not already stars. I think they are both already stars in this league. Um, and then this also has very big playoff implications because the Texans are already, have already beat the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So if it comes down to that tiebreaker, have it being two games over the um, Texans in the division, I mean, the Jaguars in the division that the Texans win, that's going to be big for playoff implications and who wins the division. You know, so because um, home everybody knows that home field advantage is important in this league so if you're able to get that home field advantage going into the playoffs especially if the texans make the playoffs and get that home field advantage that's going to be big for the texans going forward and um tj shroud if they want to make that deep playoff push there's no shot to make the super bowl right there's no shot no shot no shot it'd be crazy if they did no shot though right yeah no shot guys no shot (laughs) no shot (laughs) but um my, my second game of my second game of the week and it's going to be a really sh- tough stretch for this team over the next four weeks. I have the Niners versus Seahawks. And with the Seahawks, bro, it's just one of those things 
where in the next four weeks, you have the 49ers twice, you have Philly, and you have the Cowboys. So losing yesterday's game to the Rams was a terrible loss. However, they, they lost by one, and I, I, I get it. It happens any given Sunday. Yeah, but that's a game they did not want to lose. That's right? a game you did not want to Especially lose. Especially in this stretch. Exactly. And what's it called? The um, 49ers ended up taking the first place in the NFC West back. And just one of those things, you want to you wanna be able to go out there next week and show the 49ers who really runs the division, even though the 49ers do. But it it's also like, fam, you just got to lock in next week. I think it'll be a good game, hopefully. CMC is going to score. So, hopefully, yeah. No, he's out. Squid <laughs> <laughs> hating on my guy. But that, that that's all I got for that. I'm, I'm just hoping for a good game. All right, man. My number two, you know, I have the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what you're saying. A Philly fan, excited for a Cowboys game. Command- what can I what can I say, man? Commanders low key. Y- y- y'all saw last year, mm-hmm. bro, where Sam Howell went out there and went crazy against him. Hey, all I have to say is look, it's a Thanksgiving game. So we're all gonna be watching this game. My dad's gonna be excited and I'm gonna be excited to see the Cowboys lose and my dad upset on Thanksgiving while he's cutting that turkey. <laughs> so <laughs> but you know, it's a division it's a division game and Sam Howell's been playing pretty, you know, he's been playing pretty playing pretty good in his first career year starting. And then you saw it against Philly, you know, when he's playing the division games. He's playing really good um, offense. You know, he played really good yesterday against the Giants until the very end through that, you know, game-losing interception. Yeah. But, Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. But um, I totally forgot that was Isaiah Simmons, bro. I totally yeah. forgot he was on the Giants, bro. But, um, yeah, man, I just think that that's going to be a really great game, a divisional game like we said before. Excited to see how Dak and them plays because – that defense, you know, even though they did trade away really um, good pieces with Chase Young and um, who was it? Was it Montez Sweat that they also traded? Yeah. Like, um, those are really big pieces on that defense, but they, they really haven't lost a beat, you know, on, on the defense side of the ball. Shout out Montez Sweat. He got his first mm-hmm. sack. So, um, Emmanuel Forbes is going to have to have his hands full with C.D. Lamb. Bro, you know? bro, I saw someone comment on a post. It was like... T- the, you you know how Deontay Banks dropped that one video about how the, oh, yeah, that, uh, Washington that. didn't draft him? Mm-hmm. Someone commented that Emmanuel Forbes is going to go down as the, as the commander's worst pick of all time. What? <laughs> I was like, that's insane. Like, bro's been playing pretty good this year. I don't think so. Bro's been play, bro played really good until he played AJ, then he got sunned. And then who bro, he, but he got cooked after He that. got cooked. So, well, he got cooked the game after, too. Bro. And then he got benched. And then what's it called? He came back. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He came back. Played Bro, he started proving wait, my wait, wait, point. Wait. He came back. He played good. Then he got cooked by AJ again. And then, <laughs> then he played good after that. But this is AJ cooked. Brown. He got cooked, 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 flipped over on the stove, put on seasoning, cooked Bro. again. Hey, that's AJ Brown. That's the top three receiver in the league, boy. That's a, that's a, that's the I'll one or two. I respect it. So what's it called? It's not my fault, bro. Got sunned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. My my third game. Y'all gonna call me crazy? Panthers and Titans. <laughs> Why are you saying so excited? And Titans, <laughs> because we're gonna win this week. We are going to win, and I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited for this game. The Titans. Okay. <laughs> y'all saw that. <laughs> I, I'm over here. I'm over here. Hype for my team. This guy like. 
However, I think the Panthers actually have a chance next week, hopefully. Even though I've thought we've had chances against like teams like the Colts too, bro. Like <laughs> I thought we had a chance against the Colts and got beat by two touchdowns. Hopefully we have a chance against this team. Yeah, y'all had a chance against the Cowboys. Bryce Young threw with Stevie. We sold right to the defense. Bro threw a dot to the ups. Not for real. But honestly, I feel like it'll be – I hope it'll be a good game. I hope so. I just hope we win, y'all. And if not, I just hope for a good game. Man, it should be a good game, you know, because the, the, the um, Titans defense isn't really that good. And then all you got to really worry about is, you know, that, that arm. Jeffrey Simmons. You got to worry, worry about that arm on Will Levis because Will's going to be slinging that. They're rough. Don't worry about Derrick Henry because, you know, Derrick Henry – yeah. You no know, people. He's having a really quiet season, even though he has he's second in rushing in right now. It's like, just because the people, Titans are so bad. Yeah. And then what's it called? But I hope Bryce Young doesn't throw any beams to the other team. Yeah. But my thirteenth game, you already know, a real team playing Buffalo Bills against the Philadelphia Eagles. You already know after you win tonight. You know, by the time of recording, you know after you win tonight? against the Chiefs, after you win against the Chiefs. So when y'all hear this, you know, the Chiefs have already lost, and I'm already, I'm happy, you know, because I'm not I'm not sad on this Tuesday morning if you're hearing this, because <laughs> you obviously won the game. But um, the Buffalo Bills, you know, coming off a good game against the Jets, even though the Jets are trash, but um, they're looking to be a good team, because I don't think they've been a good team all season, because the, the Bills haven't play, been really great this season at all. So they're going to really want to, if they, they're going to come in here trying to make a statement win in Philadelphia, because this is, like, starting right now from the Kansas City Chiefs, for the next five weeks, we're gonna um, have a really tough stretch of games. Yeah. So going, so I think they said if as long as we go three and two in these games, we'll go eleven and three. We'll secure the NFC. I think they said, and then we'll um, and then after that point, we're just fighting for you know the top spot in the um, NFC. So you know this is gonna be a really tough matchup for the Eagles, just because you know this is part of this tough stretch, even though they are having a bad. Um, few games, you know, they're having a bad season right now in Buffalo. They still have Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league, no matter what. You have Josh Allen, who when he's not deciding to throw turnovers all game, he's a really good quarterback. He's um, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's not look like it this year, but normally he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Sauce low-key, not even low-key, he, he, he kind of cooked Diggs last night. Oh, of course. D- Diggs had a career low, 29 mm-hmm. yards. And I know pe- people were kind of Rooting for Diggs after, after what's it called? Sauce suplex that man. Mm-hmm. But you can't help but re- respect it, bro. You can't help it. You know who I can't respect? Zach Wilson. Bro, wa- watching watching Garrett Wilson make someone fall on a route and Zach Wilson not getting him the ball made me so upset. And it made me even more upset because I had Garrett Wilson on my fantasy and I needed him to win. And now I'm relying on Jake Elliott to give me 20 points. <laughs> Bro, y'all, y'all got to watch the film on that, bro. The offensive line let up a sack within, like, a second and a half. Me personally, I would have threw it with anticipation. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crazy anticipation. That's insane, bro. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how Eagles handle these, this adversity in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get top five teams. I feel like most of it should have stayed the same. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm let, I'll go first this time. Mm-hmm. All right, number five. Don't um, I changed my bottom two? That's what happened. Because number five now I have the Dallas Cowboys, even though they they're coming off a really good win, even though it was against the Carolina Panthers, you know. But um, the only thing that I'm wanting them to do is to beat a good team if they want to go up in my rankings. I I don't want them to beat a good team, 
But if they beat a good team, they're going to definitely go up my rankings because they have all the makings to be a really great team in the NFL. But, you know, the team's over 500. They play two this year, and they're 0-2 against those teams, the Eagles and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So um, they definitely need to be better going against those good teams if they want to make a playoff te- um, playoff push. You know, because Cowboys fans are already saying, uh, of course, again, after even though they lost the week before, they came back one. It's our week. It's our it's our year. They it's beat, our year. They beat the Giants. It's our year. They, they beat the beat, Panthers. We're gonna win it year. all. Like the Panthers have should have the number one pick right now, but they like I don't know why you're getting so excited. Y'all lost to the team with the number two pick. You know what I'm saying? But number four out of the San Francisco 49ers. You know, um, this is a really good team. There's not much to say, but Brock Purdy, um, he's really good when he's clean when he has a clean pocket when he's not being pressured. But like, if there's no adversity being placed on the team, they're going. They have the best chance to win it all. But when they have adversity, you know, um, Brock Purdy's getting pressured. One of his receivers is out, or one of their receivers is getting clamped. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not winning those games. They're you know struggling because Brock Purdy's not able to do nothing. Because um, Brock Purdy's really accurate when he's safe and feeling protected. But when he has to improvise, you know, you're not seeing. The stuff that you're seeing the stuff that's like the reason why he's just relevant, right? So they need to really show that if they have adversity, they're have those game winning drives, they're losing deep in the game. Can y'all come back? Can y'all make um can y'all handle that, you know, adversity and come back and win that game? Yeah. Now my top three stayed the same. I have Kansas City at number three. Um only way they go up is if they beat us um at the time of this recording. But like I said, you know, they're not gonna win. Philly's gonna win. I'm gonna I'm gonna post it on my story on Instagram. You know, Philly, Philly. You know, if I don't post anything on my story, you know, you know what happened. But you know, you don't have to worry about that because Philly's winning, gonna win. You're gonna see a picture on all socials of Jerry's crying with, with the Philly jersey on. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't need to cry. I'm gonna win. <clears throat> um, number two, the Buffalo Ravens. Like I said, they're the team to beat in the N- um, AFC. Even though you know they're um, down three games, you know, um, really close games, which they should have won, but um, they unfortunately have not won those games. And then, like I said before, Lamar Jackson has proved that he can step up in those game-winning situations and you know lead them to those wins whenever they need them the most. And number one, you know, of course, I have the Eagles. You know, um, what did Jamal Adams say? We're the best in the nation. Um, <laughs> and then. He, he he was spitting, bro. We're the best in the nation. We're gonna show you tonight. Kevin Byer finna lock up um Kelsey. You know. Chiefs W. No, 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 We're gonna see what happens when we have a field with um where you can keep your footing and get sacks. What's he gonna do against <laughs> Hassan Reddick? But what's old dude that with all the false starts? What's he gonna do against Hassan Reddick? I guess we'll and see. Josh Sweat. But um this run game should come more alive because Ham Dragons is coming back. We have Bradley Roby coming back in the slot, so our slot should be um, position should be a little bit better. Even though um, Eli Ricks had was playing really good until they played the Cowboys, you know um, Bradley Roby having a better in that position is going to be a little bit more securing in my confidence in this team going mm-hmm. forward. And then we should um, the only team we really need to worry about in the NFC when it gets to the AFC Championship is really the 49ers, and then. Um, Besides that, you know, we're going to the ball. We're winning that thing, baby. We up. Philly, Philly. Don't let him lie to y'all. I'll tell us the truth, brother. And honestly, my list stayed the exact same from last week. And that's mainly because, I mean, besides these two teams playing tonight, everybody won. Everybody proved that they should stay the same. 
I don't think one team played better than another team. But at, at number five, I have the Detroit Lions. They're eight and two. But I just feel like the that loss that you had to the Ravens really holds them back, bro. Because they got beat so bad to where like it, it wouldn't even be fair to even put them higher. But I think they're the fifth best team in the league. Next up, I got the 49ers. And they just, week in, week out, I know they had their stretch of three games that they lost. But at the same time, bro, just easily the one of the best teams in the league, best offense in the league. And then at number three, Baltimore Ravens, like you said, the team to beat in the AFC. And you, you, you got just the team to beat in the AFC, bro. Then you got the Chiefs at number two. And just with the Chiefs at number two, they're going to play tonight. You're gonna you're gonna see why they're gonna be number one next week. Be what? Be number one, baby. Be what? But um, after that, you are you're gonna see. Hey, Braxton, you're gonna see the Eagles at number one. Y'all say hi to Braxton, and they're gonna move down to number two next week. And just after that, we'll see tonight. So, um, that's gonna wrap up our episode. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, it might look a little different because you're not looking at the same screen the whole time because we have a video for this episode. But um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. If you're new, we just want to say welcome. You have anything to say to the people at home, Jay? Y'all have a good night. Watch football. We'll see y'all next week. We'll see y'all.